0: Well, welcome back to another wonderful week. Hello. We hope that you guys are having a wonderful, uh, well, Wednesday is when the podcast, <laughs> podcast release, So maybe it's Wednesday, maybe it's Thursday, maybe it's <laughs> Sunday. Whatever day you're having, I hope you're having a good day. Um, my name is Jonathan. And I'm Emily. And together we are the Martin family.
1: One week we need to be like, and together we are Captain Planet.
0: Yes. We are Captain Martin family. <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, This is the Word and Worship Families podcast, and together we're exploring what it looks like to worship God together as a family and what it looks like to have family worship times together because um, we just more and more are convinced and convicted that that is an important and wonderful and good thing for us to do. And we're just going on that journey together as a family. And we just thought we'd take you along with us as we continue to learn and grow together. And we're doing this podcast because we believe that God uses families to change the world. Um, From the very beginning, God chose the family of Abraham to literally make himself known Mm -hmm. to the world. And I think today, um, family is just so important. I mean, not just today, but really from the very beginning of time, who hasn't been shaped by their Mm -hmm. family or their Mm -hmm. lack of family. And, um, a lot of times I think we can wrongfully think that we can in this kind of 21st century um, pass off discipleship to the mm-hmm. experts in church. Thinking they uh, have more influence. Yeah. And um, it's true that um, we value pastors, children's pastors, youth pastors. They have a very crucial role mm-hmm. as mentors and helpers, co-laborers and discipling mm-hmm. our kids. Um it's a Im- super important role. But the truth is, yes, that the biggest influence in our kids' lives from the moment they're born until at least 16 to 18 are parents. And even well beyond 18, a lot of times parents have a lot more influence in their kids' lives than you might would think that they have mm-hmm. or that they think that they mm-hmm. have. Um, kids are very shaped by their parents and by the family dynamic. Um, and so... Um, we just want to be intentional about creating a culture of knowing that this is a house that we are a people that don't just worship God because we have to that's really not what we're looking for with family worship we're not looking for another thing to do we've we're got not too many of those already <laughs> <laughs> looking for um, you know a legalistic kind of, well, this is what we have to do, robot thing. We're rather just wanting to be intentional about creating a culture of knowing that this is a home that sh- loves God. Um, we are a people that love God, mom and dad love God a lot. And we're people that are gonna encourage you to love God too, we're gonna share with you about the most important thing in our my, our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, we shared with our kids about so many other things, why would we not share with them the most important thing, which is our faith and um and so that's what we're nice. just trying to do um and we do that together in six ways, six pillars, um it's through singing, praying, learning, which includes reading God's word, um having fun together, serving, and then loving each other well is really important. And so we're in this podcast going to be really deep diving into all of those six pillars of family worship and we have already jumped into singing because singing is something that we've learned a lot about because we are singers and we are worship leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that Emily and I both do. We've grown up around our whole lives, but there was a lot we had to learn about singing as well over the last several years. Yes. And its importance and its role because singing is just something I think we took for granted that we do, yeah. but we never really thought deeply about why is singing why is this thing of using our vocal cords to make notes and melodies and form words with our mouths why is that expression so important in our faith why is that something that we've always done Mm. and so that's something that we've been learning a lot about and then why is us doing that 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 act of singing why is that something important for us to do in our homes with our families every day, every day. Why is that important? And so that's really what we're diving into. And we've already kind of started. I hope you if you haven't catched the last few episodes, I really encourage you to go back and listen to those. It will help you better understand today's episode. Today's episode is kind of a part B. It's a follow up to last week's mm-hmm. episode in particular, where we really began to, to talk about, you know, what happens or what do we do when we don't feel like singing? Because we don't always feel like singing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we feel like just overwhelmed and we just can't help but want to praise God. We can't help but want to praise all kinds of things. But but also God because he is so good and there are moments where we really know that and we want to praise him. But then there are a lot of moments when we don't, we're not feeling that way. We don't just wake up feeling full of praise to God. Um, so what do we do in those moments? And uh, Emily helped us understand some key things. Why don't you just remind us a little bit about what we talked about last week?
1: Yeah. So quick recap. Uh, we opened up Psalm 34 verses one through three mainly, uh, that we're going to get back into today. But King David was the one that penned this Psalm. And the first verse says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise, which literally means songs of praise in this particular verse shall continually be in my mouth. Now on an intellectual level, you can just think probably like me. Well yeah, of course, like that makes sense. God is worthy of praise. I should probably praise him every day. That's that's good. But no, this this verse literally says and calls us to sing to him every day. Well, then the objection is, well, what if I don't feel like it? And it was so encouraging for me to learn about the backdrop of this Psalm, uh, which was that David wrote this Psalm right after or about a time when he made a complete fool of himself, acted like a crazy person in front of uh, a foreign king, to escape capture. It was not a great moment for David and it was in this really humbling place that he penned these words, not just for himself, but for the people of God to be encouraged by. And in verse three, he invites us to make, verses two and three, he invites us to make our boast, not in ourselves, but in the Lord. Uh, And for the humble to hear these praises and be glad and to exalt, he invites us all to exalt his name together. And so Out of that backdrop, uh, we started unpacking these three reasons why we should sing every day, even though we might not feel like it. And those three reasons are, one, which we did last time, we sing for God. Two, we sing for ourselves. And three, we sing for our neighbor. So very quickly, again, we sing for God. We talked about how he's the worthy one. It's like going to a birthday party. He is the birthday boy, so to speak. And he's the reason that we sing. We aren't the reason. And no matter how we feel, we're called to praise him because praise is all about praising the attributes of God, remembering the great things that he's done for us, praising him for the future grace that he's promised us and the promise of his coming back to come get us again. It's all about the Lord. And one other verse that I wanted to share this week that really encourages me, sometimes we might think just, it's so silly to think this, but maybe we'll run out of reasons to praise him. Psalm one forty five three says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. God's greatness and love for us and his amount of promises and goodness is unprecedented. We'll never be able to plumb the depths of how great he is. And if we walk with him day by day, we're always going to have new reasons to praise him for his faithfulness. He's always going to come through. And so we're never going to run out of praise, which is exactly why I wrote that line in our song, Mm -hmm. bless you every day. Uh, and it's both a comfort and a conviction that I have a reason to praise God every single day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, we praise God because he is worthy of being praised. Because even though we might wake up with different moods or even within one day, we might have different, you know, moments of feeling different types of things. um, the truth is that God never changes. And he is the birthday guy in that, um, you know, he is Lord and King and God and worthy in the sense that he is higher than us. But he's also worthy of praise because he's also just always good and he's always mm-hmm. faithful and he's always just praiseworthy, which that word just really um, comes to life for me when I think about the fact that God is just good. I am not always praiseworthy. You are not always praiseworthy. And then, you know, just to back up even a little bit more to to kind of put some pegs in what you were just saying about Even with David, because I think, you know, it's one thing to not feel like praising God because we maybe we're in a bad mood or maybe we're just not in a good place. Um, But I think another reason why we maybe don't sing is because we feel like we're not worthy to sing to God, sing Mm -hmm. praise to God. I know I've struggled with that whenever I feel heavy with my sin or I have unrepentant sin. Um, or,
1: or even for a, a more <laughs> shallow reason that we don't feel like we're good singers. I mean, we're in a culture where so many of our worship leaders are such amazing singers, which makes sense the, the, the skillful people usually lead us in songs, but we kind of are in this entertainment culture where we come to church and we think, oh, well, we'll just, we'll join in in heart, but not in voice. Cause they've got it. Yeah. But it's not about our voices. It's about who we're raising our voices to.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so um, I love just what you were talking about last week and just that um, real praise requires humility because mm-hmm. it's, and and that's just so opposite to what I think we normally think. We mm-hmm. normally think I have to be in a place that's good enough mm-hmm. in order to praise God. Yeah, whether that's internally with our own shame or struggles with sin and guilt, um, or whether that it's externally with feeling like maybe we're not, you know, good enough to sing. There's a lot of ways for our enemy to keep us from singing praise to God. Um, but the, the biggest way he does it is by helping us forget the gospel, which is that, um, we don't ever have to be worthy enough to praise a worthy God. Mm -hmm. And he's not looking for worthy lips to praise him. He's just looking for humble hearts, Mm -hmm. um, who are willing to see his greatness and want to praise him for it.
1: Mm -hmm. Man it's so good. So the second one, uh, is we sing for ourselves, which sounds funny. It sounds kind of selfish, but we see all over the Bible that we need to sing. Not only has God created humans to sing, we are the only ones that have these musical voices, uh, He has created us especially for it. But he has wired us so that singing is not only beautiful, but it is helpful. I mean, just think about music therapy, for one. People go to music therapy. Music is a soothing thing. Music helps us remember the truth. uh, And it's good for us. And we see in this psalm, in verse 2, this second reason. When David says, My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear it and be glad. That reminds me of another really familiar verse in scripture, which is Psalm 103, where the psalmist says, "'Bless the Lord, O my soul, and let all that is in me bless his holy holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits.'" We need to praise God. And sometimes we have to tell our own soul to praise him. And sometimes we're even singing praises about God in a way into our own hearts to wake up our hearts and help us remember who he is. We need the praise of God every day.
0: Yeah, it makes me think of Martin Lloyd-Jones, who talks a lot about, um, He he's no longer alive, but in, he's a pastor uh who is amazing and wrote lots of books and had great sermons and he he talked a lot about how we have this need to talk to ourselves and not just listen to ourselves. And I love that. <laughs> so um, helpful. Because a lot of times we just listen and we just go along. We're kind of guided by the map of our feelings or
1: constantly taking our emotional or spiritual temperature to be yeah, like, how am I doing today? We is take this... our
0: cues, yeah, based on what's going on inside and, and instead of just listening to to what's going on inside because our hearts are not trustworthy. We should, you know, talk to ourselves and remind ourselves of the truth. And I love that he talks about that way because I feel like it's so biblical. So often, um, what needs to happen is the people God need to remember yes, because we forget so many things. Primarily we forget the, the greatness of God and we forget what he's done for us. And then we also forget the gospel, which is both the greatness of God and what he's done for us. And, um, You know, there's there's constantly encouragements that one of the biggest things we can do is remember. And one of the biggest things we can do is is direct our eyes to God, to Jesus and to the truth. um, Rather than just wallowing in what we're feeling, we need to, to intentionally look up. And I think singing is a great way to talk to ourselves and to remember um, because singing is a great tool that helps us remember all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. It helps us remember the truth. And then when we can sing the truth to ourselves, not only is singing reminding us of literal truth, but but melodies carry emotion. Melodies mm-hmm. carry story. Melodies help get our emotions to where our minds are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so singing is a way to kind of, yeah, just get our eyes focused on the right things and get our eyes refocused on Christ.
1: You've told me so many times that, uh, feelings are great indicators, but they're horrible drivers. Yeah. And that has really, really helped me because in times when I've struggled and I still do struggle with anxiety. Um, I had a season about five years ago where I really struggled with depression for the first time. I've told that story, um, many times before, but I'll probably do it later on this podcast. I spent so much time during that season of freaking out that my feelings were not what they once were or what I wanted them to be instead of singing and speaking the truth of God's word back into my own heart. And Mm -hmm. I spent, I wasted so much time checking my emotional and spiritual temperature every morning, hoping that I would be doing better, instead of taking encouragement from people like David, who God used to pen these Psalms to sing his truth back into my own heart. Um, I heard in a sermon recently by John Piper, uh, he was talking about the Psalms, and it really encouraged me to remember that We have the Bible, and we need to remember that when we pray God's word to ourselves, when we sing songs like 10,000 Reasons, which comes right out of Psalm 103, we are singing God's words that He has given us into our hearts for the purpose of praising Him in a way that is perfect, because God's word is perfect. And In the Psalms, the Psalms were written and given to God's people for the purpose of singing to him. So even just opening the Psalms is such a gift to realize that God has given us everything we need to lift praise to him every day. Mm -hmm. I mentioned it last week, but the Psalms cover the gamut of human emotion. And in every single one of those Psalms, there's a lifting of the eyes from that place of emotion, whether it's happy or sad to direct all praise and all focus and to put everything in light of who God is. And it lifts us out of the pit of our own, helplessness and hopelessness.
0: You know, I was thinking about that same thing, actually, even as we were recording the podcast and just thinking about how amazing it is. um, The truth that you shared um, where we're encouraged in God's word that that God is worthy to be praised at all times. That is just true about God. He is worthy to be praised at all times. And the thing is, um, he could be more angry and upset with us I think about the fact that we aren't constantly recognizing his greatness, but I think it's just so kind of God that we do see all over in the scriptures that God seems to know that we are going to struggle (laughs) praising him at all times. He knows, and so he provides for us all these truths and these encouragements to like, hey, come out of whatever slump you're in, come out of wherever you're at, And let me just gently and lovingly encourage and remind you to come and praise me. And I think it's also just really kind of God that he's made us in such a way where we're wired to where when we give to God something that he is worthy of, it also is a blessing to us.
1: Yes, man. Isn't it so good? Like God knows what we need. And Mm -hmm. even in the worst of places, being able to remember what God has done and remember his character lifts us out of our own slump. It gives us hope. Um, music, unlike anything else, it's so amazing that God has made us to praise him through song. Music connects the heart and the mind in a way that nothing else does. It Educators will say it engages both sides of the brain in this kind of mysterious way. Uh, it helps us remember things better than anything else. So, how great that we can remember what God has done and remember scripture through song. It lifts our spirits. Um, And if we're in a really rough place, singing a song that is joyful does something, especially if that song reminds us of something amazing that God's done. It brings us back to a really tangible place within ourselves that we can return to instead of just staying and milling around in this pit of our own emotions that won't change if we if all we do is look at ourselves
0: yeah and so the question then is you know if we sing you know we we understand that we need to sing for god because he's worthy Mm -hmm. we understand singing for ourselves is a blessing and a help to us Mm -hmm. so you know why not just sing in your room by yourself? (laughs) I mean, not that that's a bad thing. That's a great thing. Um, You know, why, why do we, even as a church, why do we sing together? And why, what is the point of singing together? Or if we're talking about our homes, why is it so important for us to sing together? And I think that really brings up the third thing, which is that we sing for our neighbor. And that is really important. You know, as a worship leader, I think, um, being in that role and in that position really helped me better understand this because I just know if I know for myself that I'm constantly in like a weird place, mood wise, weird, just meaning I can't ever predict where I'm going to be at any particular moment. Um, then when I get on stage and I lead worship, even, even just every Sunday morning, um, it's common and good to know as a leader and to empathize with the fact that not everyone in this room is in the same place. Yeah. I mean, you really hope that people are coming to worship God, um, in a place where they're just ready to just praise and sing to God. Um, but the truth is that people have things going on in their lives that I don't know anything about. I have no idea what their week has been like. I have no idea what their Sunday morning has been like. I have no idea what they're facing once they leave this place. Um, And so how do I lead a group of people and why is it important for me to lead a group of people in singing to God? And, and a couple of things, um, really stuck out to me, you know, David, the same guy who said Psalm 63, three, um, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. He's there talking about how our praise is an overflow of seeing and tasting that God is good. Um, but he also says in Psalm 47, six and seven, he just says this, sing praise to God, sing praise, sing praise to our King, sing praise. And he's saying that as a worship leader, it's a call to the people of God to mm-hmm. sing. Join and it, in. It's a command. It's, But it's, it's a command, I think, um, because even here you see exclamation points and um, it's a command like someone would command you to go. You've just got to go see this movie that I saw. You're going to love it. You're (laughs) going to love it. It's, it's this call to worship that is really trying to encourage, um, everyone here to remember, to look to God and to enjoy him. Um, and, uh, so when, when I know that people are having a hard time, I know someone in this room is having a hard time wanting to sing, or even even if they want to sing, they might feel so heavy that it's mm. just so hard to even think about lifting your voice to God. Um, the encouragement is really to, to point um, their eyes to this great, big, amazing, enjoyable God um, in order to, to help them sing. You know, David also says, um, I know we have a song called, Psalm 42, which is about depression and anxiety, because in Psalm 42, uh, David writes this, why am I so depressed again? Why is this turmoil in me? Put your hope in God is what he says to himself. Just like we talked mm-hmm. about um, with uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones t- saying to talk to yourself. This is an example. David does that. He says, tells himself, put your hope in God for I will still praise him, mm-hmm. my Savior and my God. In the midst of these really hard and troubling in certain times that David finds himself in, um, he points himself to the one thing he enjoys that doesn't change. Lots of things are going on in, in his life. Lots of things are going wrong or sad, troubling, but there's one thing that doesn't change, and that's God. Mm-hmm. There's one really great and awesome good thing, and that's God. He places his hope and his treasure in in God. Um, all other things will Fail or falter or change over time, but God never ever changes. In fact, um, I love how C.S. Lewis talks about this in the Chronicles of Narnia. um, But you know, God just seems to grow better and better and bigger and bigger to us the more we know who Mm -hmm. He is. The more we understand God, it's amazing. He doesn't, you know, become diminished in our Mm -hmm. eyes. It's not like, oh, yeah, 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 I know that about God. But like the more we see Him, the more we realize we don't know about Him, or the more we, we want to know about Him, and the bigger He is. Um, and I think this is all important because it shows us that Dave's praise doesn't flow from his circumstances. It, his praise to God, just like you've been saying, we well, bless you every day, it doesn't flow from um, how he's feeling every day, but rather from remembering and dwelling on the fact that he's in a relationship with an unchangeably awesome and enjoyable God. And that's why, as worship, a worship leader, um, People need my help to call them into worship, and I think even as a worship leader of our home, yes. that's the call: is um, kids, let's remember together how awesome God is. Don't you remember? Mm-hmm. Isn't God awesome? And that's my role as a parent every day, as I attempt to lead the family in worship. It's it's to help us all remember today that we have this unchangeably awesome and great God. Um, because the truth is our feelings come and go. My Mm -hmm. kids feelings come and go. It's so easy. You know, I, I have so much patience with myself, but whenever my kids wake up and Judah's grumpy and moody or sleepy, (laughs) you know, I get so irritated. I'm like, don't you remember God, you know, (laughs) don't you want to sing to him today? And then I realize, Oh wait, I'm grumpy too. And I don't really want to inside myself initially do that either. Um, because there's something sinful and broken and wrong in me, but, but, uh, this call to worship and this pointing to God is important. And so we sing together because we need to hear, um, we need to hear about God's goodness. We need to hear it from our parents. We need to hear it from our kids. We need to hear it from our friends and from all these people to, because it encourages us. It reminds us that God is good and And that we're not alone and and working he's faithful not just to me but he's faithful to all these people and whenever i hear the faith of others around me it encourages faith in me yes and so singing together is really really important um we really need to hear the voice of other people and it's one of the reasons why we were first even convicted to start family worship because um We get to lead for lots of kids events and, and even in our own home, um, we just have seen how segregated kids are from adults Mm -hmm. in worship. And even in certain kids settings, kids worship settings, we see that, the adults don't engage in the worship time. They like, don't sing. Oh, this sing. is the kid's they time. Say, I'll go think, have my grown-up time later. This is, yeah, this is the kid's time. And I just think that is a huge, huge mistake. Um, because the truth is kids need to see adults praising God. Yes. This is not just a time for the kiddie worship. By doing that, we're... we're for. We're showing kids that this is not about God at all. Mm -hmm. This is actually about you. This is about entertaining you and creating something for you. And I'm all for kind of tailoring worship and stuff Mm -hmm. in a way that makes it accessible for kids Mm -hmm. and and makes it even enjoyable for them at times. But kind of being
1: all things to all people in a sense.
0: But when we don't sing with our kids, whenever they don't hear our faith being sung, when they don't see us being so in love with God that we want to sing to him, um, then it just communicates to them that God is not really our treasure, that singing is not really about God, that this worship time is not really about God. And I don't think that we're meaning to communicate. I don't think anybody set out to like no, do but that, that today. No, that is
1: what it translates. It translates as this is music time, and eventually you grow out of music time.
0: Right, exactly. And then you grow up wondering, why are we still doing an adult form of music time right now? Like, what is the point of this? Yeah. And you become an adult who doesn't understand why we gather as a body of Christ and we sing together. Because as a kid, the only time you gathered together was with other kids to be babysat in music time Mm -hmm. while the adults did their thing. And uh, that's just not what we want. Singing is really important and we really have this opportunity with our kids and with our families to help them see that singing is important because singing is about God. It's a way for us to express our enjoyment in this God who is great and big Mm -hmm. and huge and awesome and worthy of our best singing. Worthy of our best praise. Singing is For us, God gave it to us as a way to encourage our hearts, to be a blessing in our lives, to lift us out of the things that we're going through. And then singing is for our neighbor. We need to sing faithfully with each other because my singing can encourage you. And your singing encourages me and it refreshes me and it encourages me in the faith. And it reminds me of the truth. When I'm having a hard time stirring up that in myself, I am inspired and edified by your expressions of faith through singing. And so... These are all really great things that are important in general as Christians in our churches, Mm -hmm. but I think they're equally as important in our homes.
1: Yeah, I just one last thought I wanted to tag on is that it's really just it's, uh, convicting to think about and, and inspiring. I think that's, that's the main word of that. I'm thinking it's inspiring to realize that God has designed singing to be a community event. Uh, for a lot of reasons, we see that in so many different ways. I mean, first of all, it's just, it's fun to sing together and to harmonize with one another. It just gets more and more beautiful. It encourages one another, um, but all over the Bible, God is calling us to sing with other people. Um, and before we, we go, I just wanted to show that this was also in Psalm 34 in verse 3. David says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together. That's the model that God's given us in the home, um, just with believers in everyday life in Ephesians uh, 5, it says, make the most, the best use of the time and be filled with the spirit, addressing one another in Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, um, praising and making, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. And I love that you mentioned just kids and parents in corporate worship or at home. Parents are not just singing for kids. Kids are also singing for parents. We're addressing one another with hymns and, and spiritual songs. And singing in community is also the like reality of our future as the people of God. Right now, 24-7, there are worshipers around the throne worshiping God. And when we get on the other side of eternity, we're going to be singing with generations of believers to Jesus for all of eternity. Singing for our our neighbor and with our neighbor is a reality, a beautiful reality that the people of God are invited into. And it's designed by God. Um, And we get to taste just a little microcosm of that reality every day in our homes with the people that we live with.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Man, it's good stuff. I know we could go on and on about this, um, but we're going to close it out for today. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk a little bit more about why specifically should we sing at home Mm -hmm. and why is that important for our families and why is that important for our kids? Um, We just have a few more thoughts to share with you about the importance of not only singing, but singing in our homes. And so we hope you'll join us next week. But for now, we will see you guys later.
1: Bye, friends.